Hello and welcome to the Moving Curve. I'm Rukmini, a data journalist based in Chennai. Every night on this mini cast, I consider one question around the novel coronavirus epidemic in India. Tonight I'm looking at this one. How did a well-functioning state like Tamil Nadu end up taking a wrong turn? It's day 108 of the novel coronavirus epidemic in India and we are reporting 90,927 cases with 2,872 deaths. On 14th March, Tamil Nadu accounted for 1% of the daily new cases in India. By 14th April, this was 3%. By 14th May, it had climbed all the way up to 11%. Tamil Nadu now has the third highest cases in India after Maharashtra and Gujarat having overtaken Delhi, the majority of them in Chennai. When the lockdown was announced, Tamil Nadu had just 26 cases and it seemed like it would use the 3 weeks to contain and isolate all cases. By the time the first extension was announced, cases had begun growing slowly, but by April 17th, the chief minister had said that the state would see zero cases within 3 days. Cases continued to grow and then May hit. A mismanaged vegetable market and panic buying before a 4-day shutdown led to cases exploding even as other comparable states are stabilizing so what went wrong how could things go so badly in a well functioning state i spoke to rk radhakrishnan associate editor of the frontline magazine and the hindu's former tamil nadu bureau chief someone who knows the state better than anyone else and is very proud of it but is also an outspoken critic I asked him first why the response in Tamil Nadu seemed to lag behind that of Kerala when the two states are often compared in terms of an administration and a healthcare system that can deliver The first thing is that the uh, health systems uh, infrastructure in Tamil Nadu hmm. is much bigger and much more uh, widespread and much more resilient than Kerala has like okay. I remember you know he, even my mother I used to bring her to Coimbatore for treatment from Shornur uh it's it's not just that uh, the specialty stuff that you have the communicable diseases or if you look at the kind of infrastructure tamil nadu has is far superior to what kerala has okay that is uh, uh, just one part of it but yeah. yes the dedication of the people for the health staff of both kerala and tamil nadu is comparable definitely yes right uh, I, the only factor that uh, you know kerala inches ahead is the awareness among the people okay and uh, i think it is uh, certainly because of the nipa virus that uh, kerala has the kind of awareness it actually has right because exactly what we see in Tam- uh, what we have seen in tamil nadu no the uh, community not allowing burial for instance right uh, the ostracization of people with covid positive mm-hmm. this happened in kolikode and uh, malappuram districts when nipa had started right. so kerala already has an experience and uh, tamil nadu does not really have that experience that's right. number one number two kerala started testing much earlier than tamil nadu did right i think in that sense uh, tamil nadu was a little lax i think mm-hmm. because on march 23rd uh, mm-hmm. if you remember uh, i think kerala had about 20% of the country's cases mm-hmm. and they had uh, done uh, you know about more than i think 15% of the testing national right. nationwide testing Right. and had about 90 or 95 cases at that time and the national number was 471 at that time right so uh, and tamil nadu at that point uh, did not really uh, have too many cases march 8th was the first case and uh, we were actually going very slow only right. much later we ramped up 
So I think all these are part of the problems if you ask. In March and April, cases grew relatively slowly in the state. So I asked RK if he thought things seemed to be under control then. In the past, I mean, in January when I had spoken to you know people in government, they were saying that they had uh, enough equipment. I mean, at that point of time, you're talking about about five lakh, uh, uh, you know, masks and uh, about ten uh, lakh gloves and stuff like that. That at that period seemed uh, you know quite adequate. Mm-hmm. But uh, when the cases started going up. i think uh, the government was caught off guard and they didn't really do a projection and uh, this resulted in uh, their laxity in response initially they seemed to have thought that you know okay let's just uh, handle this uh, completely cluster and then uh, you know things will be fine mm. but uh, you, the the biggest joke was uh, you know uh, uh, the so called screening of people coming from abroad Uh, the uh, health minister is on record saying that uh, you know we screen nearly two lakh people coming from abroad. Mm. What does the screening involve? It basically mm. involves you know one guy uh, with a handheld thermometer, uh, you know pushing the handheld thermometer out on somebody's uh, you know forehead and yeah. reading the temperature. Yeah. This was screening. So I think Tamil Nadu erred in that. Uh, obviously, all these cases are imported uh, from wherever. So if we had uh, plugged that one loop, I think uh, Tamil Nadu would have been really better off. RK has been outspoken in his criticism of the state for listing Tablighi Jamaat cases separately, and I asked him if he thought that they hadn't handled the issue sensitively enough. I believe they didn't handle it sensitively. I I don't see a need to have a separate uh, uh, nomenclature for them saying initially calling Tablighi uh, Jamaat. And secondly, saying it as Delhi conference, and then thirdly, changing it to single source. And yeah. uh, this was uh, a separate column uh, in the health department's bulletin, and it was trying to ostracize or uh, communalize the situation, right. uh, which was completely unnecessary. Of course, the government had to know, the people in government had to know, and uh, maybe even experts, epidemiologists, all those people had to know. That is fine, but mm-hmm. the way they went about it, I mean, the only good thing that came out of it is that uh, there was there was a lot of effort. to trace uh, the entire public uh, people who went to the delhi conference and every single one of them was tested so right. it ensured uh, and of course i contact tracing was then so as a result of that what happened is that it ensured that the public cluster stayed in the, uh, those numbers and it did not really spread now right. what they should have done is they should have done the same thing with the rr clusters also right. unfortunately when it came to public there was this huge response from the state Right. and when it came to others there was not the same kind of response so i asked him about the coimbedi cluster the cluster of nearly 2000 cases that have emerged from a major wholesale vegetable market in chennai lot of district collectors did the distancing requirements they shifted the markets on to uh, you know playgrounds and parks and where not and all that and lot of districts because of that escaped Now, when it came to Coimbedu, two three things happened at the local level. Some uh, official decided that uh, you know instead of keeping all the you know some fifteen or twenty gates in Coimbedu open, we mm. just need to keep one gate, one in gate, and one out gate. You know, practically, when you sit at Secretariat and look at this, it will uh, look as if it's a wonderful idea. But mm. unfortunately, given the number of trucks and uh, vehicles coming into Coimbedu, it is impossible to uh, you know keep just one in gate and one out gate. this led to a lot of people staying in coimbedu market much more than they actually needed to this is one problem that i see the second problem i see is that the traders themselves had offered 
uh, that uh, you know we can ship to other locations like why don't you give us uh, the uh, suburban uh, what is that bus transport hub which is right mm. next to coimbedo why don't mm. you give us the omnibus stand which is uh, right next to coimbedo so mm. we can shift out i mean this is a huge area mm. all of us will have enough space and we'll have uh, space for physical distancing as well this mm. somehow the government did not uh, agree to and i don't know for what reason they didn't agree to they were so adamant on shifting the traders to madavaram at which point which is outside much outside the city in the northern uh, suburbs now right. at that point the traders offered that they will actually close the market uh, mm. i wouldn't say it's no fault of the traders but they the traders couldn't enforce uh, any distancing uh, wherever they were selling mm. and uh, they had offered to close down the market i think uh, that way the traders uh, have done what they could i think it was up to the government to enforce whatever it wanted most worryingly rk said that the current spike is likely not from the crowds that gathered on april 25th ahead of a four day complete shutdown announced by the state government but from when the first lockdown ended on april 14th what we are seeing now from coimbedo is the april 14 uh, spike we have three weeks four weeks and uh, you know we are seeing this now the, the second spike will come uh, i think uh, probably uh, maximum period of another week where the april 25 spike we will see because april 25 was the only day available for people before this four day shutdown uh, yeah. i think we will see that spike and that spike uh, hopefully will not be as bad as the spike i mean that's uh, we can only pray to god on that uh, <laughs> I, i i don't know what the idea is i don't see any scientific literature saying that uh, you know a lockdown within a lockdown that too of a four day duration will actually help in any case rk is not very hopeful of a turnaround but has faith in some of the state's core strengths i don't see any signs of uh, the mm. uh, pandemic being better handled in tamil nadu uh, mm. uh, the what is happening right now is that we have uh, 1.2 lakh uh, health workers in tamil nadu across from doctors to paramedics all of them Yeah. they are putting in as much as effort as possible to keep it under control but unfortunately the leadership uh, uh, is not making uh, the right policy decisions on uh, either testing or uh, handling of equipment or uh, even uh, you know what kind of setup we require if the case go out of control they yeah. have of course take, uh, taken you know a lot of convention centers and what not but there are not enough facilities and people are complaining some people who are shifted there are complaining that there is no facility at all even toilet facilities so right. i think it's a policy level gap which needs to be filled but otherwise the state is still resilient still doing all that it can to control this epidemic thank you for listening this episode was edited by anand krishnamurthy tomorrow a new question